When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Browns Blitz. Today is Wednesday, May 17th, and this is episode number 198. I'm your host, Rod Bloom. Joining me today is my brother, Jeff. Hey, Jeff, how are things going? Uh, they're going okay for me, Rod. I, I, you know, I wish they were going as well as they are for Andrew Barry. Man, he's on a roll, isn't he? He sure is. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, um, we're going to talk a little bit about that today. And uh, here to help us do that is our friend, Bill Petrello. Follow Bill at PetroRock44. And uh, you can find his stuff at uh, Neo Sports Insiders. Um, Bill, that's at Neo. Is it Neo Sports Insider or Inside? I forget that. Uh, and find their stuff on at your on your account, right? So yes. that would be the best way to do it. That would be the, the best way to do it. But uh, <laughs> I wrote down Neo Sports Insiders, and I know that the uh, the Twitter account is not exactly that. Yeah, it's but, Neo Sports Inside. Inside, okay. Yeah. I knew I, I knew it was close. I couldn't remember if it had the R on it or not. So I know. So um, you 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 put a couple articles out recently. Um, we're going to talk about those because it's really what we're talking about tonight. So um, before we get into that, at least a couple of us are drinking something tonight. So uh, Bill, you want to talk about what you're drinking? Sure. Um, I cannot go wrong with uh, Yellow Springs Brewery, and my I tip my hat to them. Um, I am drinking the Boat Show. Uh, I already had two today. This makes number three. Uh, but I just, I am just a fan of the, just a fan of the beer. I've been uh, ever since I've been riding my bike past uh, Yellow Springs Brewery, and the first time I had it a couple of years ago, I'm like, dang, this is like really good. And it seems like every every other time I go to the store, uh, it suddenly finds its way into my cart. I don't know how that happens. <laughs> you turn your back, and somebody just drops it in the cart. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I'm like, whoa, why did this get there? Holy cow. I guess nice. I got to take it. Yeah, what, what are you going to do? So, uh, excellent. I, I'm drinking a Kona Brewing Company, 
Longboard Island Lager. Ah, yes. Uh, This is liquid aloha, people. Uh, It says it right on the can. Um, (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Straight from Hawaii. And I got to be honest, guys, I I don't know how great this beer is. It, It tastes good to me, but just knowing it's from Hawaii, man, it's really good. It just makes it good. Um, but honestly, I've had several different Konas, and I, I think I think it's a really good brewery. Um, I've never been disappointed in one, and this one's no different. So um, I just uh, I don't think you find Kona everywhere, but when I when I see it someplace, I, I like to give it a try. So that's Thanks. my advice. Jeff, anything you want to add to the to the uh, the beverage segment. I, I, I was trying to come up with something clever to say about aloha, meaning hello and goodbye. So I guess you could say hello to your beer and then goodbye to it, right? <laughs> they usually go goodbye before too long, yeah. Right. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Anyways, we'll, uh, we'll end that segment on that. And um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's, uh, let's move into some Browns talk. And... Brown's been pretty active here lately, and and Bill, you've you've uh, you've been almost as active as Andrew Barry has. Um, <laughs> it, you know, as every time he makes a move, you're 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 putting an article out. So um, you had a nice article out about uh, uh, Zadaria Smith and and, um, and that I almost said signing that that trade. Yeah. Uh, with with the. Uh, with the Vikings, um, and uh, I don't know how the Browns could could go wrong with what they did here. Um, man, you know, Cleveland gets a Darius Smith and um, a sixth and a seventh rounder in 25, and the Vikings get um, two fifth rounders in 24 and 25. So Browns give up a, a teensy weensy little bit in the in the draft. But not much. Um, I'm trying to remember, I I think um, I know the Browns. Uh, you know that the contract was reworked, um, and that the I know the Vikes were picking up part of the contract. Um, do you, Bill? Do you know? Do you know if the if the actual numbers are out on what the Vikings are paying and what the Browns are paying on that? I think what I saw is the Vikings were picking up. The signing bonus. Okay. I think, I think that's what I saw. I went to, let's see, who was, um, um, I think I saw that on Sport Track. Uh, okay. If I remember right. I'm trying to remember where I saw that. I want to say the, the Vikes are picking up like a million four and change. Right. I think that's uh, okay. the signing bonus. Uh, it could be. And and then the, the, the actual cap hit this year with the newly restructured deal for the Browns is a little over 3 million, between three and three and a half million. So it's, it's a very low impact for, for what we expect to pay for that position. It's a very low impact contract. Yeah. And his total salary this season is like 11.75. So the Vikings are, are picking up maybe the 1.75 or so. And the Browns, so the Browns have the Browns are picking up like 10, 10 million. Somewhere yeah, they're pushing area. it out into void years. So, yeah, so it's, it's you know, more creative contract structuring by the Browns front office that keeps keeps it from hitting 
hard this year. Yeah, just just reinforcing the fact that the the salary cap is indeed a myth. <laughs> um, There's plenty of workarounds, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, they don't. And there's no guarantee he's going to stay the year either because it's basically a one-year deal. Right. And he's, yeah. he's going to be a free agent at the end of it. So it's a win-win. It's Look, it really is a win. It's a big win for the Browns, without a doubt. I, I This is a huge free agent acquisition, right? It's kind of a win for Minnesota because they needed to get out from under the contract. They wanted to go young. I really thought Minnesota probably could have gotten more than what they did. I mean, what do you think, Jeff? I, I, I really thought I, I'm sitting here reading this. I'm like, OK, there's got to be something else. Right. What Am I missing something here? Yeah, I, th- I think, you know, there's a little bit of unknown here. Um, you know, 21 with Green Bay, he was injured. Um, he had a pretty good season last year, but he was disgruntled. Um, and, you know, I, I guess it really depends on what version of Zadarius Smith we get. You know, it's not like all signings that we or guys we bring in vets that we bring in, you know, you, you, you think about a guy and you, and you want to right away expect him to perform at the level of his best season. You know, like I'm hearing a lot about people wanting to bring in Ezekiel Elliott right now and okay, that's fine. Are we going to get 2018 Ezekiel Elliott, you know, or, or are we going to get yeah. 2022 Ezekiel Elliott, you know? So mm-hmm. um, we'll talk about Zeke. Yeah. Yeah. So, so my, I didn't mean to jump ahead, Rod. No, you're okay. Steal your thunder. Um, But I mean, it's kind of, it's, there's some parallel there. I think, you know, that that, um, Zadarius is 30 years old. Um, You know, you wonder where is, where his head is at, um, how much he's got left in the tank, those kinds of things. I think it's a great situation for him. Just looking at all the other talent that we've got around him that, you know, there's not going to be a huge, weight put on his shoulders um so yeah i think it's a good move i think it's an above average move i wouldn't yet call it a great move let's see how he plays then i I might i might in hindsight i might say yeah that was a great move yeah i mean you're still getting a guy who has double digit sacks in his last three healthy seasons you know um yep Yep. he still had 10 sacks last year uh last season i should say um I mean, he's he, a versatile guy, right? He he plays yeah. plays well against the run. Um, he can drop into coverage. Um, you know, he, they Minnesota basically played him as a three four linebacker a lot. Um, yeah. So you know, it, it gives Jim Schwartz all kinds of flexibility in terms of how he uses these guys. Uh, I, I don't necessarily see him as a guy who moves inside in the you know in the third down obvious pass rushing situations. Um, but, you know, he might they, they might find a way to use him that way as well. Uh, I think what's really interesting, and we talked about this last week, Rod, is the way the Browns are building the roster um, at that position particularly. Last week we talked about how we have um, Alex Wright and Isaiah McGuire and to a certain extent Jeremiah Martin was brought in as well who are all of a certain body type, right? And and mm-hmm. if you look at the measurables, Zadarius Smith is almost identical in size. So so they're he's looking. A, he's, yeah, he's he's the same size as Miles. He's yeah, I mean they're they're time, yeah they're, they're almost big, identical they're in size. Big guys that can play on first and second down. Okay, that that have that uh, that very similar athletic profile. 
that mm-hmm. are you know going to be run stopping guys who will set the edge uh, and then can can get after the the quarterback from time to time as well. So, you know, maybe what we're doing here is we're 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 giving those other younger guys somebody to pattern themselves after. Um, and, and if that's the case, then bravo. That's, you know, that's perfect. And another thing, guys, um, I, I keep hearing about him being disgruntled there, you know, there's risk with bringing in a guy who's been disgruntled with his last two teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is straight from Bill's article, but he's been, he's been in the playoffs the last five seasons. Yep. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So, so are you bringing in a guy who you're concerned about being disgruntled, or are you bringing in a guy who can teach players how to how to win by by his example and knows how to win and can help turn this organization around? Mm-hmm. I mean, I because love the fact been there. Go, I go love ahead, the Bill. fact. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I was I interrupted you twice. So <laughs> you're right. That's, that's, that's I was just gonna say, you know, the thing that I like about Zadarius, and there's a lot of things that I like about him. And Jeff, I think you're right. The potential is there. Let's let's talk when we see the the results. I think we're all to the point right now where, you know, this 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 club is, you know, we as fans are building hopes on, you know, whatever they sell us. And I think we're tired of it. We're like, right. just win, just win, you know. And and that's what that's what Zadarius brings. He breaks. What did he do? So he went down with a in Green Bay. His like. Uh, the first game and then he has surgery and he's out all year, but yet he comes back for that playoff game. That tells me a lot that this guy wanted to be, he wanted to be a part of that. He wanted to be a winner. And, and, and that's, that's the one thing that I keep going back with this guy that he's got experience. He's got playoff experience, but man, I, I'm not buying the disgruntled thing. I mean, maybe he thought he was going to get a better contract than he did. Okay. Pay the man. I, but I tell you, I, that told me a lot that, you know, after he went down with that back injury and he had the surgery and then, you know, heck, he's, he wants to come back and he comes back for the playoff game. Even though they lost, he's still back for the playoff game. And he had a sack in that game, too. Yeah, 54 and a half sacks in eight seasons. Um, I mean, what can you say? Um, you know, just big body type. Uh, I just I, I kept looking at his size and and. and Reading about him dropping into coverage, I mean, he's weighs two hundred seventy five pounds. So, I mean, he's he's not your average uh, defensive end or edge guy, you know. Um, he, he's more athletic, and I, obviously, everybody knows he can play, you know, a lot of different positions and things like this. So, um, I, I don't know. I mean, I think I think he's the kind of guy who's a great addition. You know, even um, I, I don't want to I don't want to put a whammy on him. But, you know, even if you don't get a full season out of a guy like this, you know, I think he can still do a lot to help younger players and things like that. Mm-hmm. The Browns so, were already using him this past weekend with the rookies. He, he met all the rookies and uh, um, he was he was getting pumped up with the rookies. Did I didn't I didn't see the video for that. I, I missed that. I guess the video somewhere. But. Um, I thought that was pretty impressive that, you know, he was there talking to the rookies and they were just, you know, three time, a three time pro bowler, right. Who's been to the playoffs. I mean, if you're a rookie, you got a pro bowler that's talking to you, you you listen. And the Browns, I think the Browns were smart to use him as a way to uh, talk about the rooks too. Yep. 
Yeah, best best case scenario is he comes in and has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder and wants to get another contract and plays out of his mind and, and is that kind of a role model. Um, I, I agree, Rod. I think I like the fact that, that Andrew Berry's gone out and, and at these key positions, he's found guys who are in the upper echelon talent-wise but also have that playoff experience and bring that winning mentality. That's that's. Yeah, and we we talked, you know, about the lack of leadership on this team, and I think they've, I think they've tried to bring some leadership in, and you know, and I don't know if Zedaria Smith is the guy they're looking to to be the vocal leader or anything on this team. You know, maybe, maybe not, but um, you know, they they've certainly brought some other guys in. Um, you know, I, I don't know how much of a vocal leader Tomlinson is, um, you know, Rodney McLeod, maybe, you know, I expect that some of these guys are going to be guys who can step up and be maybe be the vocal leaders that the team needs, um, yeah. you know, for the What's younger up? guys. It kind of feels like that's that's part of it as they're bringing in guys and filling the positions that they need. It's it's kind of working out that they're bringing in guys like that. Yep. It's exciting, the change. Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, let's uh, we'll get uh, we'll get back to we'll get back to the defensive line a little bit. Let's let's talk about the other moves real quick here, guys. Uh, the the uh, Browns also signed uh, uh, Chris uh, Westry, a cornerback, um, who I guess he let's see, the last time he played was what um, what built. Um, he didn't play at all last year. Yeah, he didn't play last year. He um, the two games he started for the Ravens was in twenty one. Is that correct? I, I believe. believe. That's correct. Yeah, I'm looking over my notes right now. Uh, uh, he played in a couple of games. I'm not sure that he started. Um, no, no. But he's got played, some NFL okay. experience. Okay, yeah, he's got but some he NFL did play experience. in two games. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, Rod, the way I look at that is um, we've, we've got, what, 15 wide receivers on the roster. Um, <laughs> somebody's got to guard those guys in camp, right? Or you're going to wear out the guys we have. So <laughs> they're bringing in a lot of defensive backs, you know, to, to really give everybody yeah. a fair look, I think. Yeah, but there's – I mean, this guy has – he's been up and down. And th- this guy, 6'4", 195, um, ran a 4'3", 140 mm-hmm. yeah. um, with a 38-inch vertical. You know, he, he could he could guard um, Will Chamberlain out there. He's a freak athlete. I mean, they yeah, say his yeah, wingspan so, is unbelievable. So you yeah. got to feel that the that he's somebody that the Browns would, would give a shot if he really, really showed up. You know, but, you know, he could be a guy they can get to the practice squad, too, you know, since he didn't even play last year. Yeah. But, yeah, you look at the corners. Um, I don't know. I'm, what's the most corners the Browns could possibly carry on this team? You know? <laughs> six. Um, six? Yeah, right. And, 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 and We talked about that last year, right, that the max you're going to have a six? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and uh, so you got uh, Emerson, Newsom, Ward, and um, – who else are, are your uh, guaranteed guys? A.J. Green? 
Mm-hmm. Um, Cam- Cameron Mitchell was a draft pick, um, mm-hmm. fifth rounder. You think he's making the team, or you think maybe not? I think they're, I'm, I'm pretty confident he's going to make the team in his rookie year. That That's five guys. Yeah. Okay. Then you have Mike Ford, Thomas Graham, and, and Westry. Um, Caleb, Caleb Biggers was a UDFA. Mm-hmm. So you got one of those guys is making the team. Yeah. It's probably <laughs> going to come down to Graham and this latest guy they added. They liked Graham a lot last year. So. Oh, Graham. Hey. Yeah, yeah, and and Ford was brought in for his special teams ability. So yeah, and Ford's a good player too. He, I mean, yeah, he, he could be one of those guys that's kept for special teams. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna gonna be tough. Yeah. So um, and let's see, Cedric Tillman signed his uh, rookie deal, four years, five point six million. Again, rookie deal, four years, five point six million. Um. Bill, we know you're from Michigan. We know you like Michigan. Um, but okay. Donovan Peoples-Jones, how much is he going to cost a season to keep? Oh, how much does he cost to keep? After yeah. this next season, this for Reese to sign. Yeah, I, boy, I, I don't, I don't know. That's, I, I don't know. I mean, I really like Cedric Tillman. I liked him last year. There's so much to like about this kid. You know, he's is his dad, former NFL player. Uh, but the thing that I liked about him is, you know, he got that extra year, he got that extra COVID year, and he wanted to stay. You know, he didn't want to yeah. go to another place. He wanted to stay at Tennessee. I mean, this yeah. this is a smart. He graduated too. I mean, this is just a this is a really good pick. I really thought he was going to go a little bit higher. I don't know what his ceiling is. We'll we'll just have to wait and see. I like I like the six four six five guys. I mean, he and Njoku and uh, uh, what Cooper six two or six three. Um, I, this is a, this is a, this is a yeah. tall wide receiver group, and uh, he just you know Tillman's not afraid to catch the ball over the middle and go high with it. I, but I don't know. I don't know what I liked out of him. People's Jones. I thought he was you know I thought he was ready to have a breakout year last year. I would say I thought it was a successful year. But you're right. I what what are you going to pay? How are you going to? I don't know. You know are you going to pay him eight to ten million or twelve million a season to to keep him around when when you can bring in somebody like Cedric Tillman and pay him you know less than two million a season? Yeah, I I can't see deal. it. I mean, you've got Elijah Moore who's making what two point two mil, and he's got what two more years? I think is that right? I think he's got um, two, I have not looked at those numbers yet. Yeah, I think he's got two, I think, he's, really I think he's got two it. more. I think he's got two more years on his rookie deal. Um, I, this, it, this is, you know. They're, I, they're I, not I, really paying anybody except Amari Cooper. Correct. At this point. Correct. But it's after the, and it, this is a put up year for everybody. I mean, everybody on that team, this is a put up year from, from your, the, the last guy on the roster all the way up to Stefanski. I mean, this, this really is a put, this is a put up or shut up year. And I think, uh, um, I think the wide receiver core, even though, you know, I think they're trying to get as many weapons as they can for Deshaun. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't want to look past this year. Like, let's just see what, let's just see how the year plays out. And if people's Jones plays out and plays well, then maybe you say, okay, let's, let's, let's keep five, six receivers if, if need be. Um, are they doing Jeff or, or Rod? Are, is the NFL doing something where they're allowing you to keep more players this year on the practice squad? 
I thought I had read something about that, that you can have more players on there this year than, what was it, last year was 11. I thought I read somewhere that they that they were going to go to 13 or 14. Yeah, you know, I, we, we asked the same question about the, the uh, rostering the third quarterback, and I, I haven't heard anything definitive on either of those yet, Bill. Because, I know, yeah, I know they were voting on the third quarterback issue and stuff, but yeah, I, I, I don't know if they've ruled on any of that stuff yet. Just to go back and answer your question real quick on uh, Elijah Moore, Rod, um, he's uh, just under 1.5 this year and just under 1.9 next year, and then he'll be in line uh, after this season. He'll be in line for uh, a next contract. Okay. That's probably going to pay him upwards of 8 or 9 or $10 million. Okay. Well, this is why you draft young players who can play. Too. That's why you have 14 receivers on your on your roster because you don't want to be you don't want to be at a spot where you have to pay guys, you know, 10 million plus to keep them because you just don't have another option. Yeah, yeah. no, I agree. I mean, you can do that with one, you know, one receiver, you know, right. or you can do it with, you know, uh, I mean, you have to pick your spots. Uh, right. And and when, that's how we, you know, we got in that position with the guys that we had when we had the LSU guys um, who were both making 20 million uh, is because they based, they both came in as hired guns. You know, we had to go out and, and get guys to legitimize our receiving core because we really had nothing at that point, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. you know, you got to have guys in the pipeline who can come in and, and, and take those spots rather than having to go out and buy them on the, on the open market. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Anyways, with uh, with Cedric Tillman signing, that leaves only fullback Dewan Jones unsigned. I'll just leave that right there. Yeah, I got you. I, I, I got you. That that went over like a lead balloon. Yeah, it did. Anyways, um, that's for all uh, the Ohio State fans out there, right? Yeah, we want to we want to yeah. see him in there blocking on. He's that. gonna he's gonna probably do a little refrigerator Perry work. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, I can't wait I to think, see that. I think first we're gonna see him check in as that that uh, tackle eligible. Mm, that sounds like a bet we're gonna have to have. Okay. Does he does, does he have a pass tossed his way first, or does he, or does he does he block, or does he line up as a fullback? Yep. First. Yep. That that'll um, be that'll be an interesting one. Yeah, I could see either one. It's yeah. I, I'm sure they'll both happen eventually, but I would think they would. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So um, <laughs> all right. Let, let's get to the the Zeke Elliott rumors, whether they're factual or not. Um, do you guys have any interest in in the Browns signing Zeke Elliott to the roster? Jeff, let you go first on this. Short answer, no. Bill. <laughs> Short answer, no. Long answer, no. No. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. I, why, yeah. Why, why did you bring Jerome? Why did you draft Jerome Ford? Right. No. Right. Right. Zeke's best no, I, days are behind him. Agreed. Um, you know, the, the running back, uh, the, the life expectancy is short, particularly guys who led the league in rushing twice. Um, you know, his his odometer is just too high for me. No, I'm, I'm with you guys. I, I don't know why the Browns would have interest in Zeke. Um, it made me think I, I would I read a little bit more about this. It made me think if maybe Zeke's uh, 
agents and his uh and his little uh, you know marketing group maybe started planting the seed in there because sure trying to stir something up it makes no sense it really doesn't yeah no i i agree with you i agree um i mean yeah there are other backs out there who would who would if the browns were going to sign somebody a, a veteran who you know, to be a number two or number three, who who have more more left in the tank than Zeke, I would think. Um, yeah, I mean, um, I, I don't have the list right in front of me. I, I think Leonard Fournette's still available. Leonard, Leonard take, Fournette's out yeah. there. Yeah. Um, I would take him over Zeke. Um, yeah. Probably wouldn't cost much at this point. Um, I don't know about I don't know about who else is out there anymore. Um, Trail Hilliard's out there, uh, and there's 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 a, a dozen guys that you know you could bring in as your it, third back. It would Not, would you would you guys you guys would probably um, if if you had to bring uh, back Kareem Hunt or Zeke Elliott, wouldn't you bring back Kareem first? Oh, in a heartbeat. Yeah. If, if if you had to. Yeah, I, I think from a team chemistry standpoint, that would make sense. Um, I wouldn't expect to get a whole lot more productivity out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's really an insurance policy, you know, to, to, to make that move now, you know, I think they're much better off doing what we talked about with the third tight end and just, you know, let rosters settle out and see who, who falls through the cracks and then bring somebody in if they feel that they need a guy. I just, I'm with Bill. I think their number two running backs already on the roster. I don't think you need somebody else. No. You know, if you, I think they, you know, Maybe you need a number three. I don't think you need a number two. Yeah, I mean, it would, there there would have to be a catastrophic injury, I think, to make him go out and and, and bring in a guy like like we mentioned, one of those uh, top free agent guys. Um, there's there's plenty of running backs in in this league that you know. I mean, look look, we had Dearness Johnson sitting on our roster for two years last you know last two years, and, and he barely touched the ball. Yeah, he yeah, I mean he could have he could have been uh I mean he could have been carrying the load for the Browns, no problem. You know, I'm not saying that he well, deserved he, yeah. carries over Nick Chubb, but he, obviously no, he would have would have gotten carries on on a lot of teams. But that I, you know, that's kind of the point is that we didn't need him, you know. So why do we need a third you know, established and, and guy now? Jerome Ford's been on the team for a year. How long does it take a running back to get ready to carry the ball? Okay. And guys start as rookies at running back all the time. Um, I don't think Jerome Ford needs three or four seasons to get ready to be no. a, to be the number two running back. No, no, it's just silly. <laughs> Everybody's like, "Well, gosh, we we need to sign somebody. We all we have is Jerome Ford. The guy's pretty talented." Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think this is his season to be number two, you know, when they need him. And, and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe Nick Chubb carries a little bit more of the load than, you know, than he has the past few seasons. Um, you know, it's possible. And, you know, I don't know if they're going to use. I just don't Jerome. think we're going to be. Go ahead. We're not going to be running the balls much this year. Right? No, 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 probably I mean, not. Just not. Probably the not. I mean, just need to yeah, get, I mean, get I, used I, to the I, idea that, that, that this is going to be a passing team now. Yeah. I, I'm saying, I think maybe Nick carries a higher percentage of the carries. Is kind right. of what, yeah. is yeah. kind of what I'm yeah. saying. So, um, and and yeah, I think Jerome Ford will get his what, um, 
I don't know how many, how many carries did I, I don't hate to keep asking guys to look stuff up, but did did Kareem have um, did Kareem even have a hundred carries last season or was it like eighty? Uh, one hundred twenty-three. No, he had one hundred twenty-three. I think one hundred twenty-three. So yeah, I was going to say Jerome Ford maybe gets his hundred carries. Maybe. Yeah. You know. I, yeah. Um, and and that's probably it. You know, he might get he might get seventy-five to eighty carries this season. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, Jerome touched the ball eight times last year. Woo! He's ready. <laughs> I mean, the guys, we know he has talent. Um, we know what he can do. So, um, and and like you guys said, with the limited role of the number two guy, why is everybody so worried about our who our backup running back is? Yeah, because we have nothing well, else to complain about. It's, it's pretty true, Bill. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Yeah. So, so let's go back to this defensive line, guys, and Jim Schwartz, and let's try to talk about figure out a little bit about what we think is going to happen and what this defense is going to look like and different looks that we might see. Because my understanding is Jim Schwartz is going to try to have his best defensive lineman in the game as often as possible. Um whether it's defensive tackles, defensive ends, you know, to me, it's not, it's not going to be surprising to see um, Dalvin Tomlinson out there with three or four defensive ends. No, I, (laughs) because that's what he does. Um, You know, and and then I think you're going to see, you know, the other there, I think there will be times when you see two, two defensive tackles, um, you know, maybe particularly when, when there's, you know, a five-man front. But I don't even think that's necessarily uh, a given that that happens that way. Um, so I think it's a matter of how many of these guys you, you think he's going to be willing to put inside. I mean, you know Miles will line up inside. I, th- I think Zadarius Smith can line up inside, right? Um, so it's a matter of how many of these other guys, these other defensive ends are capable of doing that. So kind of wanted to see what you guys thought, um, you know, of what I hate to say typical because I, you know, my understanding Jim Schwartz is liable to throw kind of almost anything at you. So I don't know if there's going to be like a, a starting lineup or if it's going to, you know, shift game to game. So Mm -hmm. Bill kind of, what are you expecting to see on this defensive line? You know, uh, uh, just, you know, maybe throughout a game. I think he's got to figure out how he's going to be able to stop the run. I I, I don't that's that's got to be, you know, that's the reason why you're you're picking a nose tackle from Baylor. Right. Uh 360 pounds of him. I mean, you've got to figure out what I can do to stop the run. Now, is it possible to stop the run by having lining up four or five defensive ends almost anywhere? so that the offensive line is like their heads on a swivel going, all right, who's going to come to my right? Who's going to come to my left? I, I, there's, there's a lot that I, and I like Schwartz. I, 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 you know, we complain, we, we talked, I think enough about Woods. I still don't understand why he was hired. Um, when, you know, when we were looking that many years ago, right. Um, I just think Schwartz is going to, he's got to be like a, a kid in a candy shop, man. What can I do? Oh my, you know, like I see him like this master chemist, like, oh, yeah. what can I do? Yes. I can do this. Cause 
<laughs> he loves to he loves to get those guys in the back end, right? So he loves to have his his corners and his safeties have the freedom to, you know, to do what they want to do, which which allows that line to 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 do to get at the quarterback. I I'm just a little worried about how the the linebacking crew is going to look, but you know you do Zadarius can do he can line up as a and as an interior lineman, if you want him to get, you know, as an outside linebacker, good Lord, that's, you know, he can do that too. I, I just think he's going to have so many different ways that he can attack an offense um, from the, from the line standpoint. And like you said, I, I think it's going to be, let's, let's figure out what, what's going to be my best way to stop the run. And then once I stop the run, then let's get at the quarterback. Cause I, I do think you're going to have to stop the run and you're going to have to prove to to teams, go ahead. You know, try and run on us. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna shut you down. So, Jeff, you, if you're Jim Schwartz, just just assume you're Jim Schwartz. What, um, you know, who are you most anxious to get out there and play in? You know, and and kind of what type of rotation are you looking at? What type type of different looks are you looking at? Yeah, I I think it's situational. Um, you know, it's it's a it's a risk reward thing, right? It, um, you know, going all out to put pressure on the quarterback is well and good, but then that leaves you open to other things. So, mm-hmm. I'm really anxious to see how he how he fits all these different pieces together. Um, I look for guys like um, Anthony Walker. You know, to me that that's kind of the critical position still in, in, you know, what we're expecting to see from this defense. Does Anthony Walker make a lot of tackles in the running game? That means guys like Tomlinson and, and Ika are, are occupying those linemen and, you know, your middle linebacker is free to make tackles, you know, versus mm-hmm. looking at, you know, looking at a, a 320 pound guard steamrolling him, you know? So, that I think that's going to determine the success or failure of the defense against the run. You know, does does a guy like Anthony Walker make more tackles in that situation than Grant Delpit, for instance? Grant Delpit, does. yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, we don't want to we don't want it making it to, to Grant Delpit. You know, we want that that tackle to happen at the linebacker level, right? So, um, yeah, yeah. I think in in the wide nine, it, it gives you a lot of ability to freelance um, to, to put pressure. Uh, but that that puts the onus on the guys behind them to fill those gaps, you know, um, in the run game. So, like I said, I, I like the, the the athletic profiles of the guys that they're they're put that they brought in opposite miles. You know, uh, big guys on, on first and second down that you know you can do different things with, and then they've got some speed guys behind them um, that can, you know, shoot some gaps. Um, I'm, I'm not expecting the Schwartz defense to be a lot of blitzing. He, he doesn't blitz much at all. Right. Um, I, I like blitzing myself. I mean, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to blitz more than probably if I'm calling the defense, I'm going to blitz more than, more than probably anybody out there because to me, it's all about keeping the offense guessing. You know, where's the pressure coming from? Who do right. I have to account for, right? Um, so, you know, you don't want it to be vanilla. And Joe Woods was very vanilla. 
You know, he 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 was very analytical in how he deployed people uh, and what he asked of them. Um, and that I guess that's what people really didn't like about him was that, you know, yeah. he, you know, again, it was low risk, low reward. You know, um, you never saw players have really great games. You know, a linebacker would have a really great game, a lot of tackles every once in a while, you know. But other than that, you know, players got kind of disenchanted with his system because they didn't really get a chance to to show off their abilities. And I think that's that's what we're looking for from Schwartz is, you know, is Miles going to, you know, end up with 20 sacks this year because he's not getting double and triple teamed? You know, I, I think. Yeah that's enough to get excited about in in and of itself, you know, having a a couple of experienced free safeties on the roster, are we going to see, you know, more interceptions than we've seen in the past because we're putting more pressure on the quarterback and that gives those guys, you know, a chance to operate. So those are the exciting things I think we need to look for from this defense. Um, Don't necessarily think we're going to be, you know, a shutdown, um, you know, not give up any points kind of defense, at least in the early days, um, because it's risk reward, you know? So there's going to be times that we're going to give up 60 yard touchdowns because somebody was out of position. And we just have to remember that for every time that happens, there's probably a good chance we're going to come up with a pick six to offset it. Well, it's hard to be a shutdown defense in this NFL. So, so yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. I mean, the goal is to the goal is to keep the other team what under under twenty, you know, right? Um, twenty twenty five, yeah. Twenty twenty five. If <laughs> yeah. if you can keep them under twenty, if you can keep them under twenty consistently, you, you know, you should be in the playoffs. You're probably going to lead the league in defense if you do that. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Right. Let me, throw, um, let me throw two things out at you and kind of responding to Jeff. Um, so let's talk about Schwartz's first year with Philadelphia. It was not the best. He had a, his first year there was a culture change, a culture yeah. shock. Um, we are going from Woods, Mr. Laidback kind of guy, trying to be everybody's friends, to Mr. Schwartz, who is he holds every person accountable and he's old school like you know, his mentor Belichick, is that going to be a problem for the first year for this, for this defense? For certain players, I think it is for sure. Yeah. Um, is it, is that, is, are we going to see success on the defense right away? I don't, I don't think so. I think that's going to be one of the issues in the, the early, that, that week five by in the first four games, boy, I tell you, you come out of that first four games, one and three, that Monday, that first Monday of that bye week is going to be an absolute crazy day if they're one and three, right? Um, so I'm just I'm and I'm the other thing I'm wondering is that if the if the push now is the deep for the defensive line is because Barry screwed up and didn't really put much effort into it the past couple of years, or or maybe maybe put effort into it but didn't have the success that he was hoping with Jadavion and Tommy Togiai and using the, you know, and, and, you know, McKinley and all the other ones that you're trying to take a flyer on guys that you're like questionable with, you know, is this him saying, okay, I screwed up. I don't know. What do you think? Just, I think just throwing more darts at the board, but going back to what you were talking about, about, you know, the, the, the first four games and the bye week, I think, you know, 
are we look, we're looking for style points, right? In those, in those first four games, um, you know, does, does how we lose influence the perception, right? So if we're, if we're losing games, you know, 22 to 20 versus if we're losing games, 32 to 30. Okay. That tells me, you know, our offense is clicking, but our defense hasn't figured it out yet versus the other way around. I think it's much easier to swallow for the fan base that the offense won't be clicking early on than the defense. It, knowing that everything that's been invested in the defense in this offseason, the, the, I think the fan expectation is going to be for this defense to be successful early. And I agree, Bill. I think that is probably unrealistic. Yep. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I think that's kind of what we've seen over the past few seasons. The defense um, defense usually gets better. I mean, well, under Joe Woods it did, you know, um, throughout the season uh, pretty typically. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's – I really don't know what to think because you've got – how many new starters are they going to have on defense? They're going to have four new starters, Yeah. right? And guys coming back from injury? Yeah, and guys coming back from injury, well, so yeah, so if you're counting, you know, probably um, two or three linebackers coming back from injury, you know, you got, you could be looking at seven guys out there who, you know, weren't starting most of last season. Mm-hmm. So yeah. maybe that's it. Maybe that's, I get it from a gelling standpoint, but maybe that's a good thing from the Jim Schwartz culture standpoint, though. Sure. Because a lot of the guys who would not have liked Jim Schwartz, not a lot, but a couple of them aren't, aren't here anymore. True. Mm-hmm. Yep. True. <laughs> you know, so you like to think that um, the other guys are going to buy in. Yeah. Um, it, you know, at least nobody's saying the wrong stuff now. And and you would think the guys on defense would like the talent that's been in that's been brought in around them. Um, at least yeah. the guys that know they have a job um, or feel that their their job isn't threatened. You know, mm-hmm. the guys who aren't going to make the team now, maybe they don't see it the same way. But, um, you know, you know, somebody somebody like um, like Denzel Ward, you know, he should be pretty happy because it's going to his job should be easier this season. Yeah. yeah. You know, with a with a stronger defensive line. Um. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, but um, I, I just don't know about the uh, the beginning of the season because that is, that it, you know, it is a tough start, but you guys, every team is starting at the beginning of the season. You know, every team has turnover. You know, I mean, the Bengals are going to have two new safeties out there, for example. Um you know, in that first game, I mean, the Browns ought to be able to pick on those safeties, right? You think? <laughs> sure. You would think. I don't know who their safeties are, but, um, but yeah, just for example. So, um, so yeah, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. See what happens. Um, do you guys? Do you guys believe, based on the Jim Schwartz defense, that it that it's still a given that the Browns carry? four defensive tackles and and probably five defensive ends on this roster. 
Mm. Would you be shocked if they went with like three defensive tackles and like seven defensive ends or something weird <laughs> like that? Wouldn't it be wild? Well, I, then how many linebackers are you going to have? If you're going to go heavy on your line and your and your cornerbacks and safeties, then are you going to go light on your on your linebackers? I don't think you can because those linebackers are going to get abused. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just curious if you guys thought that the, uh, you know, that that the defense might be crafted differently or could. Well, be. yeah, and, and you know, Rod, those those kinds of roster decisions will tell us what to look for, right? And 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 yeah. how those guys will be deployed. Because I think if if that does happen, then yeah, you'll know that they're planning to do some exotic stuff. Um, yeah. I, I'd be I'd be a little surprised if they went that route. Yeah, I, I should have said three and six, not three and seven. That'd be a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, I was thinking six at seven, but still. Um, yeah, yeah, and and you're right about the linebackers. You have to have those guys for special teams and other stuff too. So um, it's real hard to go too light at linebacker, but. Yeah, you almost have to figure. Um, of course, I, I don't know. I don't know how Jim Schwartz um, how Jim Schwartz plays on defense, but um, you know, I don't I don't know if he's going to be a guy who has two linebackers out there, or or if he's always going to be playing three linebackers or what. So, I guess we'll yeah. find out. Got some things to learn. Exciting. It definitely, is definitely definitely exciting. So. Um, yeah, it should be fun to watch. You know, like I said, it's not it's not always going to be beautiful, but you know, watching the opposing quarterback, you know, run for his life will be, you know, other than what we've seen Miles do in the past, will be a pretty new experience for us as Browns fans. <laughs> Having multiple guys who can chase after him, yeah, 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 I think so. Um, definitely have some talented guys there. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm with you. I think it's just, I think this season just based on the talent on the roster shaping up to be a lot of fun, you know, with, with the speed at wide receiver and, you know, and hopefully, hopefully Deshaun is ready to play, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and and hopefully he's fun to watch and not frustrating to watch. Um, you know, they, they've added a lot in that wide receiver room. Um, and, you know, I and yeah, I can't I can't wait to see Dewan Jones um, how he's going to play <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> that's going to be great, guys. Um, it's going to be a different team to watch. I think in all three phases. Agreed. I think, I think you know, offensively, we're going to have to get used to a quarterback who improvises a lot, mm-hmm. um, and our and our offensive line has to adjust to that as well. You know. Yeah, I struggled last year with that. Um, right. So, you know, play is never completely over with him until he's on the ground. So, um, yeah. you know, a little bit of the, the what we've seen with Lamar Jackson in the past, um, you know, we're going to have to get used to watching that um, versus, you know, some pretty traditional quarterback play over the last several years. Um, special teams wise, it's going to be. I think a completely different mentality. Um, and we've already covered the defense. So 
Yeah, the games the games should be a lot different than what we've seen the last several years. Now that hopefully that's different in a good way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Um, you just you have to feel like once once the line and the receivers get used to playing with Deshaun, <laughs> you're going to see some busted plays where all of a sudden he's just firing the ball down the field to a wide open receiver, and it's not going to be a rarity. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> and we only saw we we saw very small sampling of design runs for him last year as well. I think they just were, yeah. they, they didn't want to risk injury and stuff, but I mean, that's a big part of his game, you know? So that we're, we'll see how that gets rolled in as well. And you talk about, you know, taking runs from, you know, this running back or that running back. I mean, that, that factors in as well, that, you know, he's going to get a certain amount of the, the ground yardage too. So like you said, it's not, it's not hard to be one of the greatest passing offenses in Brown's history. You know, but um, no, we haven't, we haven't done a lot of that, you know, but um, no, we, we have like one 4,000 yard pass. And didn't Brian right. was Brian Sipes was like four was right around 4,000. So, yeah, we have we have one. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, I I fully expect us to threaten that this year if if everything works right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and 30, 30 touchdown passes is still the record. Again, Brian Sype. Um, <laughs> yeah, and that magical 1981 season. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think the the touchdown passes is in any danger this year. It might be in future <laughs> years. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, 30. That's that's not even to a game. Yeah. Honestly, if if Deshaun stays healthy, uh, 30 shouldn't should not be hard. I mean, it, it really shouldn't. And, you know, and I'm not here to make predictions now about it. I don't really care about the, that touchdown record. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that 30 touchdown passes shouldn't be very tough for him when he's when he's playing well. You know, that should be pretty pedestrian for him. In today's NFL, you're right. <laughs> but yeah. in our organization, it's, it's a big deal. It's a big in deal. In Cleveland, it's yes. a big deal. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So, all right, guys. Well, uh, let's uh, let's just be. Uh, I guess at this point, we're going to be happy with uh, what we have on this roster, and um, we're going to have a lot of fun projecting who's going to make this team because mm. there's going to be some tough calls. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about corner, but man, when when you start to actually, and I know Jeff has most of the 53 projected already, but um, <laughs> way to go, Jeff. Yeah, but uh, but to actually sit down and look at it all and try to you know and, and factor in different things and and um, you know age and salary and all this other stuff and you know guys who can do multiple things and things like that and and keeping enough guys to play special teams and back up various positions and things like that um, you know to fit all the pieces together it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting to to make this uh, projection and Andrew Barry has been doing a great job. Yes. But in making that, you know, getting down to that final 53 man roster, we call it final. We'll say initial 53 man roster. Yeah, right. He's really going to earn his money because that's not going to be easy. So, well, 
And that's his job, you know. I mean, his his job is making those last few spots ultra competitive and, and giving us the best possible pieces to choose from, right? And then it's a matter of the coaching staff making those guys fit together and players going out and executing. So any one of those three breaks down, you you, you know, things don't go the way you want them to. So kudos to Andrew Berry right now for, for doing his part. Um, And, you know, as we see how the rest of it starts to unfold, it'll be clear, I think, who deserves to be on that initial 53. I would agree. Definitely. So, uh, so Bill, what are you working on any new articles right now? Um, uh, here, there are a couple of things we're working on from a, from a guardian standpoint. And then also, um, um, we are looking at, um, I'm working on a couple for uh, name image likeness right now. So I have a couple of folks that I've reached out to and, and spoken to about, uh, but from a standpoint of of the Browns thing, we're we, we've kind of talked a little bit about it where we're all trying to figure out what's, you know, what we think is going to happen. I the thing that I think is going to be interesting and I and somebody should do an article on um, the 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 Greenbrier and uh, where they're going to be staying in West Virginia for the six days prior to the uh, Hall of Fame game. I think that's going to be a really important time for this team. I think the six days they're going to spend there are seven days, however many days that they're going to be there. Um, and, and not to have anybody there watching, you know, you're, you're not going to have, I don't think there'll be one media person watching any of the practices. Uh-huh. I, that's going to be interesting to see the kind of articles that come out as they get closer to that time. Um, and isn't it true? There's, le- there's going to be less availability for fans to watch. Did I, did I read that right? That there's less, this year in in uh, for training camp that fans are going to be able to get to than last year. Hmm. I hadn't heard that, but that yeah. wouldn't surprise me. It seems yeah. like they kind of pull it back a little bit each. You know, they they keep pulling it back. Um, I guess I guess they don't want uh, you know they don't want footage getting out to other teams. <laughs> no, definitely not. But I think uh, um, I think. You know, Jeff, you were talking about Andrew Burry's been making some um, good moves. I, I think immediately after the draft, his interview was probably the most that I've gotten from a standpoint of, from him and, and probably from the higher ups that the they have not done well with handling the adversity that's been going on in the locker room. Mm-hmm. And um, and I and I think and I wonder you know, I, I even Jadavion Clowney's comments um, about them trying to help Garrett get his sack total, everything else, right? It does make me wonder if maybe um, in in under Woods, and I don't want to, and I don't want to rip on the guy. I heard Joe Woods is a really nice guy. The guys loved him as a person, but I mean, one of Barry's first comments was, "We still have work to do on our roster." You know, we're going to explore every opportunity trade. This is before Zedarius, right? We're going to explore, mm-hmm. explore every opportunity trade veteran market to build competition in depth on spots. Do you really think that they've done that the past three or four years, especially on defense? I would argue no. Right. I would argue that I think some guys thought that their job was not Guaranteed. a jeopardy at all. 
Yeah. I, I think their solution in the past, for the most part, has been to sign a bunch of guys off the street and bring them in, and, and that's the competition. Um, they have not brought, you know, a lot of guys in late like this. You know, quality quality guys. I mean, quality. I, I can't remember. I, that, yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I, I, guys who, would, who you know are going to start. Um, I, I don't remember him doing this recently. You know, if, if they pull off a trade or something, it's been before the draft. Um, you know, but yeah, I don't remember doing doing something like this to solidify a spot that we already felt was not too bad a shape. You know, with with Ogbo and and then they they draft. You know, they draft Isaiah McGuire in the fourth round, and and you've already got um, you know. Alex Wright and Isaiah Thomas, you're thinking, you know, well, you know, they'll, they'll do pretty well opposite miles. Well, you know, they would have, but not as good as Zedaria Smith. So, I think that's be- the difference, Rod, between building a roster and being in win now mode. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, thank you. Yeah. That's perfect, Jeff. That is bingo. Yeah. I think that's exactly it. So, I think you know, everyone's playing for the. I do. I believe everyone's playing for their job this year. Yeah. I think Andrew Barry is is he is going all in. I think he has to, and I think he's hoping that Stefanski will too. And I hope Kevin does too. I mean, Rod, we talked a year and a half ago, you and I, when we were watching the games together, and you said, you know, there's a learning curve for coaches. I said, well, you're right. You're absolutely right. There is a learning curve for coaches. He can't afford to learn anymore. He's he better have gone back and looked at everything of the mistakes that he made last year. Uh, because I, I I would argue that there's a lot of things Kevin needs to improve upon in his game management. And if he doesn't, no matter what we do with all this wonderful competition we're bringing in and everything else, I'm I'm telling you, there's a reason Jim Schwartz was brought in here. He was a finalist for the job. Don't forget that. Jim Schwartz was a finalist, and they ended up going with Stefanski instead. And I, and I think that there's a reason they brought Schwartz here other than the defense. It's like, hey, Kev, guess what, buddy? Ha, 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 ha. This better be uh, a little put-up time here. Yeah, I'm in, I mean, I'm in favor of that, I guess, um, to the extent that I want them to, you know, feel the pressure to win now um, and, and do their jobs the best, but, but to the best of their ability. I, I'm not real, a real fan of a guy looking over his shoulder like that. Um, but, I'm, you know, there's probably some truth to that, Bill. Um yeah, I, I I don't know if 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 all in this year is if I'm there a hundred percent yet. You've asked me this a lot, Rod. Are they all are they all in? Or are we all in? Um, the way right. that this is constructed, okay. And if you look at if you look at the uh, the deals that they've they've done and and how they've um, handled the salary cap and so forth, this is not a one year proposition. I mean the we can do this again next year and the year after that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so when I talk about a win now window, okay, that's, you know, that's over the next three, possibly four seasons, you know, where you can kind of build the roster the same way and you've got plenty of depth with young guys. So we're not going to max out our window in the next 16 games or the next three years in my mind. So I want to see us, Put, put all these pieces in place and, and have them function correctly 
and build on that over the next couple of years in our, you know, in our win window so that, you know, we can actually challenge for a championship. I don't think you turn it around and do that in one year. So, you know, you go from seven wins to winning a Super Bowl. I, I think, you know, we, we need to have a, a quality run this year into the playoffs, get the kind of performances out of these guys that we expect, you know, toward the end of the season. And then I think that tees up a real strong run at a championship the two years after that. So, Jeff, you agree yeah. this is they have to make the playoffs this year. Bottom line. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's any have tos with 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 anything, Bill. Again, I think it's it's a matter of you know degrees. Um, you know, if, if circumstances conspire to keep us out of the playoffs, uh, things like you know the fact that our schedule is is front end loaded with division opponents. Yeah. Um, you know, if if I'm evaluating a team and a coaching staff, and I look at that and go, well, geez, you know, that's not real favorable to to us winning our division. You know, with all the changes we've made. You know, trying to get division wins in the first three of the first four weeks, um, you know that that's a little bit of a of a of a hill to climb. Um, and I think other things like that could happen. You know, um, key injuries or, or whatever. Um, but you know, if everything lines up really well, and, and you know, certain players just don't perform, or or you know, coaches don't don't execute the way they should make you know blunder this or that of course i think anybody would be on the hot seat if that's the case but i don't think there's a litmus test that you know we have to get to you know the second round of the playoffs this year or we're going to clean house i i think that's 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 foolish we're we've put something really solid in place so that we can have a three or four year realistic win window um and let's let's see that through yeah, I think in this in this AFC, I think it's possible to win ten or maybe even eleven games and not make the playoffs. It is so, it is. Yeah. you know. So you know, if, if that happens, you 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 kind of have to see the turnaround. You have to look at you know what what you know why you didn't make the playoffs, and you know, like Jeff said, maybe part of it's schedule. But yeah, I, I would think it would be hard to clean house after a ten or eleven win season, especially if you know, if if you finished pretty strong, you know, especially mm-hmm. if some of the wins were early. Yeah. Um, if we, you know, if yeah. we if we go seven and ten again, um, and guys are still grumbling in the clubhouse that nothing's really changed from last year, then I'm probably going to feel different, Bill. Yeah, I would too. I would too. I think there has to be some kind of a turnaround this season. Um, it, it's still Deshaun's. I mean, this is Deshaun's first full season with the Browns now. So um, I, I think we kind of expect maybe, you know, we, we don't know how he's going to come out in those first few games. And then you look at the damn schedule and you're like, crap, they're tough games that we have to win or you feel like we have to. So, um, I mean, it's a lot of pressure in those first few games. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't know. It, it's not real favorable at the beginning. But I, I feel like I feel like this team is doing all it can. You know, Andrew Berry's doing all he can right now to put this team in the right position to compete and win. So, I, you know, I don't know what what more we can ask for right now. Yep. So, all right, guys, let's uh, 
let's get some closing thoughts, even though we were kind of maybe throwing them out there right right then. But um, <laughs> Bill, do you have anything you'd like to say in closing? I, I th- thanks for having me on. I enjoy talking to you guys um, all the time. You guys are so knowledgeable. This is so much fun. Um, and and I and I think I do think this is a a put up year. And I do think that. Andrew Beery has made it clear to everybody that I'm all in. And are you going to be in with me? I, that is just my opinion on this. I don't know how Jimmy's going to react if if we go into the bye week one and three. He may he may sit there and say, I, I don't care. This is this is what needs to happen. I do like the 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 back end of our schedule. I do like the last you know other than the Bengals game. I like the last six games if we can somehow you know get to that point. Um, you know, two and two at the bye week, come on back. And, and you look at some of those games out of the break, we're like, man, we can, we can run off three or four in a row here, you know? Um, but you know, this, this, there's, there's every, we're all fans, you know, we want, we want our team to win without a doubt. Um, I don't think we can have another losing season, you know, eight and nine and seven and 10 just, just is not going to cut it. And like you said, I don't, I don't, I don't see where the improvement is. You know, if we if we had went eight and nine and then seven and ten, but saw some improvement, great. Now, granted, I know last year we had perhaps the biggest sports story of the year happened in March, right? I get that, yeah. um, and so we were already starting off way, way in 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 a bind. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that there the getting Schwartz is a great move. I think the 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 input that and the the input because you're right, Jeff. This this draft has been. What do you want, Jim? Tell me what you want. What do you want for your defense? I'll go get it for you. I really think that's that's what they said. And and probably Schwartz said, "This is what I need." Boom, you yeah. make that happen for me. Yeah. And uh, um, I think there's going to be a lot. I think I think Kevin's got a lot of pressure on him. You know, I think Deshaun will be fine. I think the offensive line actually will be fine. And again, barring any injury, uh, it'll be fun to watch the wide receivers. Um, I'd like to see a lot of the wide receivers and the cornerbacks kind of the, the you know, like those just a lot of the head to head duels. That's going to be fun. But uh, I'm encouraged. I thought this was a good draft, not a great one. I mean, you can only get so much when you get fourth, fifth and sixth rounders. I thought Cedric Tillman was a was a second or third rounder. So getting him, I thought was good. There's a lot of positives going on here. Let's just see if we can uh, we can start off the year with a pot. Hey, we're starting off with Joe Thomas in the Hall of Fame, right? I mean, come on, yep. we got we got to take that and just yeah. run with it because my Definitely. lord, that Canton is going to be crazy. Let's just continue with that and make it snowball into something fun. So that's all I got. Absolutely, <laughs> Bill Petrello. Follow him at PetroRock44. Jeff, closing words? Yeah, I think there's going to be some real battles um, amongst players. I also think there's going to be some battles in the ranks of the coaching staff uh, for, for guys wanting to keep their guys. Uh, so that's that's going to be really interesting, especially when it comes time for Bob Ventrone to fill out his special teams. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to the, the camp battles. Um, and just one other point of interest, um, it, a note to DW, I did not get my invite to Puerto Rico. Um, <laughs> Might have got lost in the mail. Um, Shock. I'm shocked. But, um, yeah, so just 
That's look odd. I know he listens to the make, show. Yeah, make make let's make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully he'll uh, he'll hear that and get that get that uh, fixed for you, Jeff. Appreciate <laughs> it. All right. This has been the Browns Blitz. We thank you for listening, and we will catch you next time. Yeah.